to have you here. Thanks for hanging out with us and missing the first part of the Commander's Game. We, uh, we appreciate you guys are more spiritual, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, if you're first time here, thank you for hanging out with us this evening. Um, we'd love to invite you back, uh, and especially if you're a part of the journey. On January 8th, we start a brand new series called Workology. We're going to talk about the theology of work. I know that sounds really boring, but it's actually kind of fun. And uh, so I hope you come back and join us as we begin that series on January the 8th. And thinking about work, I'm guessing that many of you, as you head into the Christmas season, your workload probably increased pretty dramatically, didn't it? Uh, you're probably stressed out about the work that you didn't finish yet, and you've got to go back and finish at some point, maybe the next week or as the new year begins. But there's other stresses in life. Uh, maybe living in the, the DMV is stressful. Commuting is stressful. Relationships are stressful. Um, your team losing to the Jaguars last week is stressful. We, we all kind of have this day-to-day stress that we face, and and then we add on top of that Christmas. Civic Science did some research, um, did a survey actually at the beginning of December. And they asked people how stressed out they were during the holiday season. And 48% said they were more stressed out during Christmas than any other time of the year. Well, in this data, they gave some, you know, the top 10 list of the biggest stressors. And I just kind of want to share with you the top three that they have. The number three stressor that they came up with was hosting family for Christmas, which makes sense, right? You got to prep the house and food and all that kind of stuff. So hosting family for Christmas is the number three stressor. The number two stressor was spending time with relatives (laughs) during Christmas. And some of them are sitting right beside you right now, aren't they? You're like, all right, how much longer are these people going to be in my house? I think I can think I can make it. And the number one stressor, of course, is buying gifts. Are we buying the right gifts? Are we spending too much? Not enough? I mean, is it the perfect gift? And so getting gifts or purchasing gifts was the number one stressor. Now, if you're sitting there, you're like, well, I don't know. Am I stressed during the Christmas season? Am I not stressed? Some of the data they got back said that if you shopped at places like Walmart and Target, you probably have a very high stress level during the Christmas season, right? Probably because you went to Walmart. But anyway, um, If you have a low stress level, more than likely you shopped at places like The Gap, which I don't even know if it still exists, and and Best Buy, okay? So if you don't know, maybe that'll help you a little bit. But the one bit of information that I found most intriguing was that 24% of the people that said they were stressed during the holidays said they dealt with their stress through the use of cannabis, which uh, for us in our neighborhood, there's one guy that's really stressed right now during the Christmas season, and I hope, I hope things turn around for him pretty quickly, but we're stressed, right? There's the day-to-day stress that, that we face and, and just normal life, and, and then we, we throw something like the holidays, we throw Christmas on top of that, and we, we don't know which way to turn. And then I look at something like the birth of Jesus, and if you really think about it, it is a story of stress. And today, as Kathleen was saying, we're going to finish up this series called God With Us. And I just want to spend a few moments looking into this, this one particular person and, and the story of the birth of Jesus and, and the stress that, that they had to go through. Sometimes we don't even think about We We kind of paint this pretty picture of that first Christmas, but, but this is, I think, very different than, than what you and I may kind of paint in, in our minds. Well, in this series, we've been talking about how 
we got to find God, right? God is with us in our storms and the wilderness and the valleys of life. Uh, the, the God's with us even when we have these questions about where God is and, and, and where God is when, when times are tough and why God's not answering prayers that we have in our life. And so we've been talking about through this whole series, but there's this one verse we keep coming back to every single week. It's in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It says this, it says, Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. I want to spend the rest of our time looking at the context of where we read these words in Matthew. And so I want to take us back to verse 18 and, and start there. Matthew 1.18 says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine what that conversation was like between Mary and Joseph when she tells Joseph she's pregnant? Mary's probably like, Joseph, I love you, honey butches. You're so handsome. You're so strong. You're a carpenter, man. You're just, muscles are ripping. And Joseph's probably already smart at this point. He's like, all right, Mary, what do you want? And Mary's response is like, well, <laughs> I got some big news, like really, really big news for you. Um, I'm pregnant. Imagine what, what Joseph would have said in that moment. It would have probably been something like, what? Who? Where is this guy? And Mary's like, hold up, hold up a second. It's, it's going to get really weird for you right here, Joseph. But this child isn't a person's child. It's, this is from, from God. The Greek here, they don't, they don't uh, translate it very well. In the Greek, it actually says Joseph fainted. It doesn't really say that, so please don't tell people that, okay? Um, but think about everything that they're, they're, they're consuming, all this, this information that's coming to them, and, and how these two have to handle this, right? Think about all the stress on Mary and Joseph. There, there's personal stress here. You, you've got these two really young people. She was probably a teenager. He may have been a teenager, may have been in his 20s. He, he's young, too, though. They've never been married before, and, and here she is. She's pregnant, and... Think about what people are saying about them, and they're laughing about them, and they're ridiculing them, and they're shaming them. There's this personal stress that, that they're facing. There's family stress. Uh, Joseph's parents, they would have chosen Mary to be his wife. And now they're thinking, what have we done? Who, who is she? What, what is what does she do? And, and there's that stress that's there. And, and I know we read this, we, we, it says engagement. And it's not like you and I think about engagement. It's actually quite a bit different. Um, as this process started, you were, you were actually legally married before you were actually married, right? So uh, families would go into this covenant relationship with each other. You, we talk about a covenant relationship between a husband and wife. We're talking about a covenant relationship between families and families. And and imagine the tension that's there when this news starts to spread within the family. I mean, there's incredible tension within this family, incredible stress. And, and here's Mary and Joseph. They're trying to handle this at the ages that they were. And then you got relational stress. The relational stress between Mary and Joseph. Mary's like, Joseph, I didn't do anything. And Joseph's like, but something had to happen. What's, what's the truth? And and there's tension that's there between these two. And then spiritual stress. I'm sure both of them are like, God, why did you do this to me? 
See, we look at that, that first Christmas, we, we look at the birth of Jesus, and, and there's this incredible stress that here we have Mary and Joseph that are going through. I mean, they're going through the normal stress of getting ready to, to get married and spend their life together, but then we have Mary who's pregnant. Verse 19, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. You ever make a pro-con list? Buying a car, whatever college you want to go to, someone you're going to date, maybe marry, right? You, you sit down and here's the pros of, of this and here are the, the cons of this. And, and if you do that and you do it well, you might make a decision when you come out of that. I, I kind of have this image that that's what Joseph's been doing. He's kind of built this pro-con list, like, hey, this is what this is going to look like to stay in this relationship and to get out of this relationship. And I'm sure he's getting advice from people from the outside, but he's trying to figure out, what do I do? And in the end, he decides he wants to end this engagement. But look at verse 20. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So here's Joseph, and he decides to, to move on, right? He decides he's done, but God jumps in. This angel comes to, to, to Joseph from God, and in this vision says, Joseph, put that feather down. Stop writing out all these lists. You need to understand that this child that Mary has is from God. And you're going to name him Jesus. And he's going to do some pretty amazing things in his life. And he's going to save the world. He's going to save humanity. And oh, by the way, Joseph, here's the deal for you. You have one job. Your job is to be his earthly father. You think it was stressful in Joseph's mind to go tell Mary he was done with their relationship. Can you imagine if you're told, hey, your job for the rest of your life is to be the dad of God's kid, right? Again, I can't imagine what that stress was like for Joseph. But God shows up, gives Joseph direction. And I want to move on down to verse 24. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. I wonder what Joseph's thinking when he gets up from this vision and you know, he's probably like, I thought Mary was crazy, but now I think I'm crazy too. And he's probably thinking about the price of diapers and trying to make sure he's stockpiling those for, for the future of God's kid. But, but in the end, he's, he remembers those prophecies. And he knows the Messiah's got to come. And I'm sure he never thought it was going to be him. And now God is, God is saying, hey, Joseph, you're the one I've chosen to be my son's earthly dad. He's got to carry that with him. And what does he do? He says, you know what? I'll do what you've asked me to do, God. We, uh, we read the story. We think about the, the story of the birth of, of Jesus. And again, I, I, I think in, in our minds, um, we have painted this, this picture that's not reality. I mean, we sing songs, and I love the songs that we sing, but, but we sing these songs about how wonderful that first Christmas was. And, 
And then we watch movies or TV shows, and it's like, oh, just look how incredible that, that time was there. And, and then we, we sit back and, and we read Scripture. And as we read Scripture, we're like, what, what a joyful occasion. And yet I, I, I don't know that that's actually what it was like for them. I can't imagine the tension and the stress that Mary and Joseph were going through. And as I've been talking about here and about Joseph and how Joseph has to, to deal with all these different pressures that are coming his, his way. And, and he's in the middle of all of this because God has said, this is the role I have for you. For Mary and Joseph, there was that personal stress, that relational stress, the stress of family, and of course that spiritual stress. But then I look at that first Christmas and, and the things they went through and I think, well, they're not really any different than you and me. We have personal stress. There are decisions we've made, words we've said, actions we've taken that, that we can't take back. And, and there's still that aftermath that's there, that we're trying to put things back together. Uh, there's the family stress that we have. And maybe for you, there's that family stress that's there throughout the year. And then it's Christmas time. And then families get together. And, and there's no peace. And there's no forgiveness because the past keeps being brought back up over and over again. Maybe for you right now there's relational stress uh, with your marriage, with your kids, with parents, with family, with friends, with co-workers. And you're, you're trying to figure this all out, but you're, you're carrying this incredible tension in, in your life. And then there's spiritual stress. We're asking questions about where God is in our life. Why isn't God working the way that we want God to work? And and so we have this spiritual stress. I, I look at Mary and Joseph and I think you and I, we, we may not be much different than them. And in some ways, we may feel like the world is crashing down upon us. But then we go back to Matthew in verses 22 and 23. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. In the midst of everything that Joseph's going through, and the, I'm sure for him the mess of his life, the stresses, the tensions, there's a miracle. And the miracle is the birth of Jesus. And through that miracle, the birth of Jesus, Joseph is reminded, hey, Joseph, God is with you. And then for you and I, maybe in our lives, there's this mess and, and we're dealing with the stress and tensions of life ourselves. And, and yet maybe we need to come back to this moment too and be reminded there's a miracle and that miracle is the birth of Jesus. Which should be a reminder to you and to me that God is with us too. And in the mess and the stress of our life, what that means is there's hope. There is hope for us in the valleys, in the wildernesses, in the storms of life that we face. And that hope comes through the miracle of that birth of Jesus. A reminder that God is with us. And so as we think about this Christmas season, as we think about the next year to come, I want to leave you with a couple of questions for you to answer yourself. And then a statement that hopefully can help us as we navigate these stresses in our life. Here's the first question we've got to answer, and that is, what are the messes in your life that are causing you stress? 
What are those things in your life that are they're bringing this tension into your life? And maybe you already know, and, and more than likely you do. But if you don't, maybe you just sit down and you write that out or put it on your phone so it's, it's there, it's present in front of you. And just to be reminded, like, this is the place I am personally, relationally, with my family, spiritually, whatever it may be for you. But kind of define what that area is for you that is bringing this, this stress into your life. But then answer this question, question number two. How are you handling the stress in your life? And I bet if you're like most people, you're not handling it very well at all. Are you bitter? Are you mad? Are you angry? Are you lashing out at people? Are you shutting down? Are addictions taking over? Look, look, if any of these things are happening, then that means we're not dealing with the stress in our life in healthy ways. How do we handle stress in a healthy way? Uh, Let me give you a, a few ideas here. First, find an outlet. What's an outlet? Now, screaming and getting mad does not mean that's an outlet, all right? Something healthy. Maybe it's going for walks. Maybe it's, it's reading. Maybe it's, it's cooking. Uh, maybe it's working out. You just find something that helps you alleviate the stress in your life. Find that outlet for you. Another thing I would say is get a professional help. Get a counselor. Someone that can walk you through the stress in your life. I'm not afraid to tell you that I go to counseling every single week. You know why? Stress because of you people. All right? So (laughs) I'm only 50% kidding on that one. So uh, 49. I'll give you you 49%. No, just kidding. But I do. I I go to counseling every week and and just to talk through things in life and stresses in life. And it's so helpful to have someone who you're not married to or a family member or close friend who's a professional who can walk you through those stresses and we have a, a relationship with Safe Harbor. We love to get people connected with Safe Harbor. Let us know. You can fill out the connection card in the seat in front of you and drop it off at our guest uh, table outside in the lobby. Um, you can take a picture of that QR code and fill that out and say, hey, I want more information. We'd love to get you connected because sometimes that's the best way for us to deal with the stress in our life. But I would tell you what's even better than that. And that's to engage with God. To engage with God, to stay connected to God. I love this part of Matthew chapter 1, verse 19. Look what it says here about Joseph. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. Here's Joseph, again, this very young man who is struggling. There's tension. There's stress in his life. He's making a huge decision to step away from this engagement, from this marriage to to marry. He's ready to to do that. But but as I read those words right there, he was a righteous man. It tells me that his faith, his faith was still important to him. That he had not given up on, on God. And so when that, the question comes or the request comes to take this step and to be the earthly dad of Jesus, because he was a righteous man, because of this connection he had with God, Joseph said yes. And maybe that's, maybe that's the thing you and I need to do when it comes to, to dealing with the stress in our life. Maybe we need to engage better with God. I, I love reading the story of Jesus because you go about 30 years beyond what we're reading tonight. And Jesus is in his ministry. And what does he do? Over and over again, we read, Jesus got away to a quiet place and prayed. Jesus got away to a quiet place and prayed. Jesus got away to a quiet place and prayed. We, we read that over and over again. And, and maybe for us, we've got to get away to a quiet place and pray. 
And I know some of you are like, but I got small kids. There are no quiet places in my house. I can't find them. I get that, but at least, at least engage with God through moments of prayer. It could be one of the best ways that we handle the stress in our life. But if we can begin to do that, I, I think this one last point is so key, is that we find the miracle in our stress. We find the miracle in our stress. Again, we go back to that first Christmas and the Hallmark movie we kind of have playing in, in our mind, the joyful songs that we sing, the, the way we read that, that, that story. It was a stressful time. They were struggling, trying to understand what to do and how to handle this. And, and yet in all of this, they found the miracle of the birth of Jesus. And in that, for them, it was a reminder that God was with them. As you deal with whatever you may be dealing with right now in this holiday season over the next few days and Christmas as we head into the brand new year, look, stress isn't going to go away. Tensions in life, they're always going to be there. But maybe for you and I, it is finding the miracle, just like Joseph did, in the birth of Jesus, and through that being reminded that God is with us too. Right now, what we're going to do, we're going to sing a song you're probably very familiar with. And, and as we do that, we're actually going to lower the lights in here and maybe, maybe bring some peace and calm that you need right now as we're reminded that God is with us through the miracle of the birth of Jesus. Let's sing together.